What's up, Atlanta sports fans? I'm Graham Waldrop, and alongside me, as always, is Adam Kalal, and we are Atlanta Zone. Two Atlanta natives recapping the week that was in Atlanta professional sports, the wackiest hijinks and analysis. Adam, how's it going, sir? Graham, it's going very well. It's so nice to look at your face oh, again. Yeah. It's been a long time. While we have this little uh, intro here, we've got our, our special social distancing circular table set up here. Right. Because, uh, you know, talking over the phone just wasn't working anymore. It was messing with our mojo. Yep. It was messing with your mental health with all the editing that you had to do. Yes. So back in person, this is very fair. Uh, I'm glad to be here. And we have a special guest today as well, which right. is very exciting. And this, Do you want to introduce the gentleman to my left? Yes, and this is not going to be a normal show. This is going to be, we've gotten a lot of demands about how boring we've been over the last few weeks <laughs> in terms of just sort of regurgitating the same shit. Baseball sucks. NBA is going to happen at some point. Now we know NBA is going to happen at the end of July. And we're just going to keep talking about this forever. So we got a lot of uh, a decent amount of praise about our, our history of Atlanta sports hockey yeah. episode. That was a fun and one. so we thought, well, we know a guy who knows a thing or two about history, for Christ's sakes. So let's bring him on the show. And so we'd like to introduce our good friend, Jeff El Senor de Delore. Welcome, sir. What's up, Atlanta sports fans? <laughs> Thanks for having me on, guys. He even looks like a radio DJ. He's got sunglasses on, Neil Young shirt so, on. It's great. So good to see you. So this is a guy, uh, you also might know him, know him as Jeff Wardo, uh, I believe. Uh, have you ever been on the show before here, Jeff Wardo? No, I've never been on a podcast, actually. Man, so, wow. It's your debut. Yeah. yeah, this is it. I mean, I listen to podcasts a lot, so be fun everybody has to have one at this point i mean if you don't have a podcast or appear on a podcast you're kind of a loser yeah <laughs> what the hell are you doing with your right. life otherwise yeah winning today yes yeah, yeah. so yeah pretty, pretty glamorous right oh yeah very glamorous got the sunshine but you know this shade umbrella some cold drinks and uh even got some notes in front of me on atlanta sports history uh specifically bringing the braves and the falcons to atlanta Cool. So what makes you qualified, first, before we get started? What makes you qualified to come in here and give us this uh, lesson about Atlanta sports history? Well, okay. I'll start with, uh, hmm, I'll go the opposite direction and be like, what's so, what's, what can be skeptical about having me on here? And sure. that's that I'm not an Atlanta native, nor am I even the most diehard Atlanta sports fan. However, I like the Braves. I like the Falcons. Sure. Um, but I am. I do teach history. I teach U.S. history. And uh, that turned high school. And that turned Adam on so much that he just took off his shirt. He took his shirt off. Yeah. yeah. Once yeah. he once he said history teacher, All I'm I just like, God, yeah. my nipples are getting hard. Okay. I got I got to expose them. <laughs> First time nipples are out during the podcast. History. <laughs> Speaking of history, yeah, yeah. history <laughs> in the making. Wow, this feels really special. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I like listening to you guys uh, and learning about Atlanta sports and you know, ready for baseball to come back. God, please. Uh, for sure. Um, but yeah, I, uh, I did some research and I got some funny stuff um, along with some factual information for you. Excellent. Yeah. So, where shall we begin? Well, shit. Just dive I, right in I, there. I, yeah, let me just dive right throw in. Out, so, throw out some knowledge and, uh, you know, we'll, uh, we'll talk about it. Okay, cool. So, I uh, dove into the history of the Braves franchise. I'm sure there's some stuff that you guys already know, being the longest continually operating sports franchise. In North America, I remember they. That? Yes, I did. I, I remember they put that on the wall in, on Turner Field as if that was some like historic accomplishment in terms of winning championships or something. It was just like <laughs> it ran across like the entire outfield wall at one year. It's like the longest continuously running sports franchise in American sports history or yeah. something. And it had all these different eras going like the Boston Bean Eaters and all right, this other right, shit. Right. Yeah, we and, never quit. And I, I was just like, I remember looking at this when, at Turner Field and just being like. Oh, what is this about? And I was like, oh, okay, great. I mean, that, that's cool and all, but do we really need to put that across the entire outfield wall? Or maybe it's just right field. I can't remember. But either way, I was just like, who gives a shit? Yeah. But now I, do, now I do want to know about it. It's something oh. I pride in, Graham. It's not something to get all worked oh, up. Well, you know, I, have, I, have, I pride in, you know, World Series yeah. championships and National League championships. I'm not even going to say division titles anymore because I'm sick of those things. But I don't really 
It doesn't, does that like stir your emotions up and make you want to like get out there and fuck the day or well, something? let's see if I can kind of help that. Okay. But, I, but, I, but I want Adam uh, to answer that first. Does that really get you that, that pumped up? It doesn't get me that pumped up, but it doesn't get me so upset, like just a, a basic <laughs> fact that they've existed for a long time. That's fine. I'm not talking about the fact. I'm talking about the way it's presented Explain as it. if that's something to be like, like, you know, oh man, oh God, well, just, I just take such pride in that. I'm going to take someone to Turner Field and say, hey, did you know that we're the longest continuously operating sports franchise in, well, in mean, sports history or it, whatever it, it is? It takes some resources and skill to, like, operate a franchise continuously. You think you could run a It's not about what I could team? do. I just don't think it needs to be put on the right field wall. Well... Why don't you put something else on there? Like a, a, a hell of a hot start. Yeah, it is. That is. Okay, so. I'm going to derail everything this way, so just yeah. be prepared. You just want 1966 and on, which is one. No, no, no. I want you okay. to go as far back as no, you want. I, mean I want to learn more about this. <laughs> right all I'm saying is, is that I don't want to yeah. see it on my right field wall. Right, that's right, all. Right. I would like to know more about it. For like a peanut advertisement or something? Sure. Heinz ketchup? Yeah. Cracker Jacks. That, that makes you feel better about yourself? It doesn't make me feel better about myself, but, it, you know. Or put put some accomplishment of, like, I don't know. Um, even Dan Ugla's shitty hitting streak. Dan Ugla, 33-game hitting streak. I mean, I still want to like that on there, but I prefer it over the longest continuously operating sports franchise because so much of that has nothing to do with where we are right now. And even though a lot of accolades and banners and shit don't have a lot to do with the people on the field at the moment, it just, it just, it's just like I just look at it and shrug. I look at, well... Yeah, at the time. Now I'm just pissed off about it, as you can tell. Yeah, as a, a, a listener of this podcast, I knew that you'd be skeptical. But damn, we haven't even got to the first bullet point here. <laughs> that was just that was just like the header. Yeah, yeah. Well, 1871 is the year, man. Wow. Uh, they were the Boston Red Stockings. Uh, it was kind of cool. I mean, I grew up with Boston Red Sox. Right. And, um, listeners don't give a shit. But they were. Then they moved to Milwaukee, as I'm sure you know, and they were the only team um, that played at least one season that had. No losing seasons. They won. They had winning records every year when they were up there in Milwaukee. Yeah. No, I don't know that. According to, uh, I think that was a Wikipedia poll. So I tried to track some sources here, guys, be legit about it. But before we get out of Boston, though, so th I had I found a fun fact on uh, Babe Ruth. Did you know he was once a uh, player for this organization? The yes. Braves organization. You knew that. Okay. Um, what do you know about that? You, I know he was in Boston. End of his career, kind of, right? He was in Boston, and then he got traded to the Yankees, right? And then that caused everyone in Boston to think of the whole bam, curse of the Bambino. Ah, yes, okay, thing. so I'm, I wasn't oh, so even going there. so he was a Boston there. Brave? No, so he was a Boston, he's Boston Red Sox. Right. Right, and then the Yankees. And then yeah. after that, which I, didn't, I never knew this, he actually finished his career with the Braves. Oh, so we got him when he was an old piece of shit? Old piece of shit, and this it's a really funny story. The more I kept looking into it, so when he got traded, it came with the assumption, or the, the guarantee that he'd be the vice president. Of, of the Milwaukee Braves? Yeah. Wow. Of the longest continuing And the assistant manager. Franchise. Uh, yeah. So he was assistant manager, he was supposedly vice president, I, probably more of a title than actually doing anything. Mm -hmm. um, trying to make headlines, I'm sure. And apparently he could hit still. Uh, very well, but his fielding was so bad that the whole, that the rest of his teammates like threatened to strike and not play if they if they were going to put him in the field anymore. Lord, like it was that bad. He couldn't field for shit. What position did Babe Ruth play? Was he an outfielder? Dude, I I can't remember. I think so. That sounds right. They probably threw him all over. Like, well, I know he pitched. That'd be something to look do, at. Do you know yeah, how, he pitched early on. Do you know how old Babe Ruth was at the end of his career? Because you know, like back then, like a guy looks like he's like. 50, but he's really like <laughs> 27 and just takes terrible care of himself. Right, drinking whiskey, eating, eating 10 hot dogs at a time, During a this game. guy, yeah. yeah. But the real reason I wanted to, to even bring that up is just... Is yeah, he played outfield. He played outfield, yeah. okay. Yeah, and it was apparently probably couldn't move, couldn't, I don't know. But he could still hit, and he actually hit... Um, Jesus, okay, my pages are blowing in the wind. <laughs> so, <laughs> get this, he hits his last three home runs... In one game, May 25th, 1935, and then six days later, retires. He was just that That's done. Wild. But he was, still, he was still smashing the ball. Three home runs in one game. So, 714. But anyway, we can get... Uh, let's let's move ahead. You're right. That was kind of a backstory. Um, let's move ahead to when they're actually moving from Milwaukee to Atlanta. Right? So Hank Aaron, already a huge star up there. Warren Spahn. Uh -huh. I believe that was his They era. won one World Series in Milwaukee, I believe, too. The Milwaukee Braves. Hell yeah. 
No. Do you yeah, know that'd what be who something the manager you was? I don't. Okay. Yeah. No. I know that we have three <laughs> World Series. I believe one in Boston, one in Milwaukee, and obviously one So when we moved to, like, Guadalajara in 2047, excuse me, we'll win a World Series down there, too. Yeah, that tracks. Yeah. Yeah, yeah just keep it, keep it moving. Yeah. Um, okay, so, so we're, we're in Atlanta, right? So, okay. I got um, this guy, William Bartholomew, is an insurance executive based out of Chicago, <laughs> and I bring up his name not just for factual purposes, but William, name. William Bartholomew, if you shorten it, that is Bill Bart, which is hilarious. Ooh. Good name. Big um, Bill Bart. Big Bill Bart. Um, he was the one who just was uh, trying to get him out of Milwaukee as soon as he bought uh, you know, the franchise. He wanted a, more, a better TV market. Okay. Yes. Meanwhile, Atlanta was going through a lot of changes. This is right like mid-60s. Um, even early 60s, they're trying to push um, getting pro sports here uh, just to revamp the city a little bit. Sure. Trying to put this in historical context with the civil rights movement, like Birmingham was, was really fucking up and like hosing people, you know, for protests and all that. Atlanta decided to go kind of a different route under this, uh, the mayor of Atlanta, Ivan Allen Jr. Wasn't Birmingham, Alabama in consideration for getting the Braves? Probably. Yeah. Yeah. Because I, I remember hearing stories about that. Like, they picked Atlanta over. Or Birmingham either. No. Sorry. This had nothing to do with Atlanta sports. This is the airport. It was Hartsfield-Jackson originally was going to be built okay. in Birmingham. Well, that kind of goes along got, with it. Because yeah. in, in reading about this, um, decisions that were made around that time kind of could have swayed Birmingham to be more of the business center of the South or Atlanta. And kind of the decisions. As Adam, as we were preparing for this podcast, minimal preparation in as the three of us, you know, mostly we just sit around. And we had a conversation. Yeah, we had a conversation. You're like, you told me, you're like, Ivan Allen Jr. is the guy you're going to want to look up. So I yep. did plenty of research on him. And he was a big reason why um, Atlanta got both the Falcons and the Braves and then, you know, most likely the Hawks. I mean, once shit got rolling. Um, but yeah, but he pushed to have the stadium build, Atlanta Fulton County Stadium. I yes. mean, not to mention pushing the city through civil civil rights era. and um, That's right. Leading them. He, he was... A very significant uh, person. In they even named a street after him. Yes, they, they did. sure did. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I believe it's down by the. the yeah, it's, it's down. It's downtown. Yeah. So yeah. he actually ran um, in '61 to be mayor and kind of campaigned on bringing on putting a stadium in place and like making it more of a business center. And to do that, um, he, he kind of tied in the the segregation thing of like trying to make it more of a business central place and desegre uh, yeah desegregating, making it more of a like a just a better environment for everybody. I keep drifting back and forth in this mic. Sorry. Um, so that was there was a lot of public support, but they actually didn't have a lot of like money to get it going. So the, the phrase that I saw at several sites is um, they built the, a new stadium on land they didn't own with money they didn't have for a team that they hadn't signed yet. Wow. So this is before they even got, they didn't know it was going to be the Braves. They actually were courting the Kansas City A's. Before they moved to Oakland, okay. Interesting. Right, so they—that's who they—they they actually had a deal locked up with them, and then the American League wouldn't let the A's transfer to the National League, as according to my research. <laughs> <laughs> so basically, they took a field of dreams approach, build it and they will come. Yes, yeah, that's exactly. Uh, what that's a ballsy. Did. I mean, that, that's risking everything. Yeah. Imagine if no team came, all the money and resources that went into building the stadium right. and all that. Eighteen shit. million is what I found. Okay, so yeah, like inflate that <laughs> to today's standards, and God knows how much money. Yeah, was. do you know what the inflation rate is? No, Dave? but I imagine it's, it's probably triple, quadrupled, mm -hmm. quintupled, somewhere in that range. It was that's a significant investment. I think Atlanta right. would have been fucked forever. Potentially. Well, that seems like a bit of a reach. Well, I mean, yeah, but we would have been Birmingham. Do no, you want to be Birmingham? No offense to all due deference to Birmingham, but I'd rather you know be Atlanta now. <laughs> well, Atlanta was just like a lot more progressive back then, which I think is kind of where you're going. That's why Atlanta became like the booming city in the South where Birmingham, I don't know what the hell they do down there. But they weren't as open-minded as Atlanta and Ivan Allen Jr., and that's why we got all these professional sports teams. And that's right. That's why we grew, and they right. did not. I think eighteen million dollars. Actually, it's worth noting in '63 when they started to build it, they basically took out a whole neighborhood. Mm. If you think about it, of course that makes sense. It's pretty so, close to downtown, right? There's probably lots of houses there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Summer, Summer Hill area. Yeah, it was actually called Washington Rawson, 
neighborhood. Yeah, right next to Summer Hill. Right, just south of what's the you know, capital. Yeah, it capital sucks. I mean, that's kind of how it happens still to this day. Anytime uh -huh. they build something new, they're pushing people, people out. out of their homes. Well, think about right. Mercedes-Benz Stadium, right? Destroyed the church that was down there. Yep. Cleared out some houses. Right. So, yeah, it's just unfortunately a part of the stadium building game. And now it's just sitting there and doing nothing. The Mercedes-Benz, yeah. yeah. It's the most worthless investment Arthur Blank's ever made. <laughs> Atlanta's ruined. Atlanta is totally ruined. Thanks, Arthur. Just kidding. I have to implode that one too. Yeah. <laughs> Damn it. Blow up the Death Star. No. So it is worth noting that the, you know there's drawbacks, and I'm sure Ivan Allen Jr. wasn't perfect, but he has a cool record. I mean, going off of the sports thing for a second. Um, let's see. I got a lot of this information from Atlanta History Museum. So. Uh, he was the, in 47, getting back to 47, he was head of the Atlanta's Community Chess. It's like a charitable giving uh, organization, right? And he was the first white man asked to attend the Black Division's kickoff dinner, which I guess is a big deal. So he already has like trust in that community, right? 60, 1960, he's uh, elected to be the president of the Chamber of Commerce, and he kind of leads this um, initiative called Forward Atlanta, which is kind of circling back on that thing. like. Atlanta's taken a much different approach, seemingly, than uh, Birmingham. Mm -hmm. right? Yeah, the thing I love about Ivan Allen Jr. is he, like, he grew up, like, he came from a lot of money, lived in Buckhead in some massive mansion, had servants growing up, right? The whole shebang, and like he started off his in his younger days with segre segregationist <laughs> ideals. Still at that oh. point in his life, uh -huh. but he evolved. And like became the mayor who I mean he starts that foundation you're talking about he pushes yeah. us through civil rights like the first his first day in office uh, he desegregated city hall that was still like had separate bathrooms drinking fountains all of that at the time right. so like just the fact that he was allowed to evolve as a person and like realize his thinking in the past was wrong and think differently nowadays like now. Like all of his shit would be on Twitter, yeah. And you'd be like, "But, Mr. Allen, I understand that you just desegregated City Hall, but 20 years ago you said this and that." So what a good point. People can change. Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah. exactly. Do you know what was the and, that, and that should be praised. Yeah. Do you know what the catalyst was for his his change in thinking? Um, I I don't exactly know. Mm -hmm. I, I mean, I, I just think as he grew up and like hanging out with all these, not hanging out, but doing <laughs> business with all the um, prominent black families of Atlanta um, that are here because of the historical black colleges. I think that was another huge thing for Atlanta as far as us progressing is, um, so I, yeah, I, mean, I think it's, I don't know exactly no, but that's my- That's your hunch. Thought. Sure. Yeah. Regardless, it's cool. I was just curious. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah just to finish up about Ivan Allen Jr., right? He was, once it didn't work out with the Kansas City Athletics, um, the Milwaukee Braves, you know, they were interested in moving from Milwaukee, and there's a, you know, big stadium just freshly built, got it done really quick, and uh, the the Braves moved here. And the first season was 1966, and Ivan Allen Jr. is uh, asked to throw out the first pitch to the first game that's sold out. And I had a, a note here uh, where Graham Waldrop, if you were around back then. Do you think you'd be calling? Uh, think be calling all those people going to the first game of a new team? You think you'd call them posers or? Uh... <laughs> that's a great question. <laughs> Look at all these fucking oh, posers. Interesting. That's, that's oh, a great wow. question because you got to think about it, right? There are no baseball teams in the South, right? Yeah. There are no. Well, not on. Not on a not professional level. Right. There are no professional football teams really in the South at that point that I know of. So. I don't know if it's one of those things if I would have embraced it or not. I think I would have liked it. I think I would have liked it. I'm just it. trying to give you a little shit over No, no, that. sure, but I think Very I would have liked it. Reactions. But I could also <laughs> see myself back then being like, the hell's wrong with you, man? I'm a loyal Yankees fan or something like that. Right, because, right. you know, the Yankees were the team of the time. Right. And yeah. maybe I would have stayed loyal to them. Yeah, or maybe the, not. The Cardinals, I think, were around. And probably. Yeah, maybe the Cardinals because they're a little geographically closer. Right. Who knows? Yeah. Um, so. it, it's wild to think about. Like, uh, sidebar mm -hmm. as when we had my mom on the show what, two two years ago and she was talking about why she moved to Atlanta was to be in a to live in a city with a professional baseball team but she grew up a Yankees fan and then cool. you know 
as we all know, she's diehard in the world Atlanta sports fan. So, who knows? I don't know. I have yeah. no idea what would have happened. But I think I think I, if I lived here, I probably would have embraced the team. Yeah. Well, I mean, based off your history at Atlanta United, I would disagree, Graham. <laughs> but, Adam, I don't care that much about soccer. It's different. Like, I've always loved baseball. Right, right. Well, how do you know you would love baseball if there weren't a team in Atlanta? Well, I don't know. It was, you know it was more would... so America's game back then. Everybody had a baseball team. Everybody liked – most people liked baseball. So I imagine I would have had a baseball team, and then I would have been interested in a baseball team being here, be able to go to games and shit. So, I think you should be a little more open-minded, Graham. I know, I'm, I'm a very closed-minded individual, yeah. and I need to Just acknowledge that and try to better myself. Keep your options open. Okay? Right, okay. I'm sorry. I'm sorry if I offended you. I'm sorry if I offended your woke ass. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, I know how to bait you a little bit with that Oh, that's one. fair. <laughs> Um, oh God, I was about to say, I was like, holy shit, you like time, was I like a live, like a different version of me alive back then and you did some research? Hey, I, thought, I, thought, I thought you were saying Graham Waldrop was the guy who caught the pitch for Ivan Allen. <laughs> How'd that feel? Oh, shit, I don't man. know, man. Been daydreaming about baseball so much, we're just going back in time now. Yeah. Oh man, but wouldn't we just kill to be watching a game? Braves probably have a Saturday afternoon game on Fox right now. Right, yeah. and, and, and Florida. Playing the Marlins. Yeah. yeah. Did you guys? I'm sure you knew this. I just I didn't know it was called Truist Park now. Yes, Truist Park. Yeah, we Which talked about Truist. that. So it's it's the new SunTrust Bank. SunTrust and and SunTrust and BB and T have merged to become Truist. Truist. Oh. And they they misspelled Truist instead of E S T. It's I S T. I don't know why. Very I don't know why companies like to do that. Yeah, that was yeah. back in the good old days, though, where we complained about things like the name of the. Right. Well, that was something to get upset about. They're like, man, when they're back in April, are, are we going to say we're going to Truist? The Truist? I'm the going true? to the TP. Yeah. But which, which is offensive. I don't I like, care what it's called. Yeah, it's like just you know you can call it shit stain Mountain right. Stadium, and I go to it <laughs> if if there was baseball. And it was oh, safe man. and proper social distancing. and proper social distancing. I have the whole section to myself. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm going to bring in my own hot dogs. <laughs> um. I did want to uh, pass along some, some really good points I found that from this article uh, written by Howard Bryant for ESPN.com back in 2011. This was on uh, continuing with like the, the civil rights, um, I don't know, the way civil rights was intertwined uh, with pro sports, right? Everything was in the mid-60s. Um, so he wrote about, Howard Bryant wrote about, um, you know, how... Atlanta, uh, once the Atlanta Braves started playing, it was always uh, segregated seating was prohibited and there was shared restrooms right away. So oh, wow. going along with, uh, yeah, going That's along cool. with Ivan Allen Jr.'s kind of approach, right, integration. So what I think is actually interesting about that is that there was segregation in stadiums before that, particularly in the 30s. And uh, St. Louis was among those. Um, New York, um, the New York Yankee Stadium was, so. That's cool that it opened without segregation, obviously. Yeah. But it's also I mean, yeah. fascinating to think about, like, you'd have different sections for fans. I mean, that's just, just nuts to me. It blows, like, it's horrible. Like, I don't, I don't... Well, it wasn't that long ago, you know? Huh. Like, yeah, no, it's like... It within, our, within our parents' lifetimes? Well, in the right. 60s, yeah, but in the 30s, not so much. But it's still, like, only, like, 70-ish years ago. Your grandparents' lifetime? Yeah, grandparents' lifetime, yeah. Two people ago. Right. Nuts. Um, okay, continuing with the uh, well, with the article from uh, Howard Bryant. It was called, by the way, it's called Atlanta Pro Sports and Integration, and he um, brings up some cool stuff about Hank Aaron's role in um, the kind of transition to Atlanta. And uh, Hank Aaron was from Mobile, Alabama. Um, and did not want to return south, just the way he was treated and the way he was seeing people treated. Um, you know, you can't really blame him, right? Mm -hmm. But I think other, like, black leaders at the time saw the potential in just, because Hank Aaron was a huge star, so they saw the potential of him going to Atlanta and being successful there as a, a black man, as a black player, and just what that could do. Um, you know, Hank Aaron, uh, from what I could tell, wanted to, um, felt kind of guilty about not doing more 
of like in his position um, to help all the like the bigotry and segregation and all that, right? But uh, he met with the leader of the NAACP. He met with Martin Luther King Jr. and they kind of urged him to give it a try and say this will be enough. Like your role in just playing for this team and kicking ass is gonna do big things for racial relations. Yeah. And you know, by all accounts, it probably did. I mean, think about the iconic home run when he passed Ruth. You know, you got two white guys went out there and pat him on the back. Right. I mean, well, it was uh, crazy to me about. Aaron is is the fact that he was able to do that amidst death threats, amidst you know people just giving him so much shit, hate mail, threatening yeah, his family, sure and all that stuff. I can't imagine going out there and trying to play a silly game at the highest. I mean, it's not a silly, but I mean, at the end of the day, baseball is a silly game. But playing <laughs> a silly game at the highest level when you're under death, you know, getting death threats, your families could be in peril, and there's so many people that just hate you for how you look. I mean, the guy. I there's there's so many great athletes in the history of Atlanta, but I don't think there's anyone who would ever disparage the name of Hank Aaron in any respect. Classy individual all the way through, and a heroic, brave person. I yeah. mean, Jesus Christ, I can't imagine what he went yeah, through. Yeah, I've never heard anything negative. Yeah, about Hank. Aaron. Everybody hails him as just mm -hmm. the greatest human, that yeah. one of the greatest people <laughs> that ever fucking walked the earth. I mean, the guy is yeah. just uh, that's an cool. person. That's cool though. That he it's like maybe maybe he felt like he needs to be like speaking out more, yeah. but yeah. just like him being there was powerful enough. Yeah, I mean his actions performing. his actions yeah. spoke uh, multitudes in terms of he did it. He's the home run champion. You know, this guy. Yeah. From and I did see a line where um, in reading online where it said like he, he once the civil rights stuff got more like momentum nationwide he started to take a little bit more of a stance but still was feeling like he couldn't, wasn't making big enough. Mm -hmm. it's, you know, more of a stance, meaning like in uh, press conferences and stuff, yeah. you know, trying to speak out against uh, racist bullshit. Uh, speaking of racist bullshit, the <laughs> governor, the Georgia governor, Lester Maddox. Oh, yeah, yeah, this guy. He was this elected guy. in 67 on a racist segregationist platform. So all this talk about how good Ivan Allen Jr. is as a mayor of Atlanta. Years after, I mean, 67, he's, this guy Maddox is uh, elected. On a segregationist platform, it's crazy. He was directly after Ivan Allen Jr. No, so he's two a different positions. Oh, for governor, yeah, governor. Ivan Allen got it, got, got it, got yeah. it, right. But that's just to tell you what the the state of Georgia was like. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, similar to it now, I suppose. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't change. That city much. of Atlanta, right? Democratic mayor. Yeah, Republican governor. Yeah. Yeah, Lester Maddox. He was a real piece of shit. Yeah. Like full on. KKK type of guy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. What was his impact on Georgia sports, if any? I don't know. I just um, I didn't really go further into that. Oh, okay. Sorry. Um, I don't know too much <laughs> about him. I just thought it was yeah. worth mentioning. Worth mentioning. Gotcha. Um, so that's really all I have on the uh, the Braves uh, coming to Atlanta. You know, they, they were just kind of off and running after that. Um, gained a lot of popularity, of course, um, and then really took off in the 70s with the TBS nationally televised deal. Um, speaking of Ted Turner, though, I wanted to sneak this in here. Did you guys know that he was manager of the Braves for one game? Yes. Yeah. You, you know about yeah, this? That yeah. he managed the Braves I didn't know that, yeah. yeah. So he, and I guess he would have done it longer if they, there wasn't a rule against right. that. <laughs> and the thing was, too, is that they sucked so much then during the 70s that it was just kind of like, fuck it. You know, why not? Yeah, I own try, the team. Yeah. Screw it at this point. Like, we got to try something. New. Well, wasn't that when Bobby Cox was... GM or am I? That was a little before Bobby's time. Okay. Bobby was more, I think, in the 80s as the GM. Yeah. And then, um, but I think in the 70s, I don't think anyone in the current, of, of the Braves regime we know, you know, the 90s regime was part of the, the, the organization at that point. Or if they were, I don't remember. Other than maybe Hank Aaron in some advisory capacity. Yeah, that, that's a classic example of uh, an owner sticking their head. Like, you, you want the owner... You want an owner like Ted Turner for sure, who's gonna just give you money for whatever you want. But you know, like that's a bit of an Arthur Blank move, like with Arthur Blank putting his like putting out in the press who who we're gonna resign and all that. Yeah. So Ted Turner just like being like, oh no, I could I could coach these guys. Right. I, I got that covered. It's like yeah. Ted, take take a seat. I think he was just desperate to just do something because I mean like Ted Turner was one of those owners like, 
Like, I don't think of him in the same breath as Steinbrenner in terms of just being so psychotic in terms of wanting to win, but Ted Turner wanted to fucking win. Yeah. Like, he didn't buy teams just to, you know, not that any owner does that, but, you know, there's a lot of owners that will think financially first, and he was not one of those guys. He was like, the only reason he's going to think financially first is to put his team in a position to win, and that's what I always loved about Ted as an owner. Even though, you know, he struggled and made some bad moves over the course of his career as an owner, he was always trying to win and did whatever he could to win. So I, re- I always respected him for that. Who do you think's a better owner, Ted Turner or Liberty Media? That's the dumbest question ever asked <laughs> in the history of Atlanta sports. Even on this podcast? Even on this podcast. I've never asked a dumber question. No, <laughs> never. Even though you did that as a joke, I know. But yeah. that, was, that was a good one. <laughs> uh, for the record, that game, in case you're curious, Ted Turner, when he was the manager. They lost, so, right? They lost. But Phil Nico pitched a complete game. Nuxie. Uh which is impressive, and they, yeah, they still lost that. No. I can't believe you pitch a complete game and you lose. That's like that's so depressing. He pitched <laughs> until happen. he was like forty nine. Yeah, holy it, shit. Yeah, yeah. It was like uh, he was the original Jamie Moyer when he was still pretty good, even when he was almost fifty years old. So, good God, I can't imagine that. Yeah, I remember I saw some stat where like he was like the oldest uh, pitcher to throw a no hitter at like forty one or something, and then he went on to pitch eight more seasons after that. <laughs> Insane. Well, that's the thing too. Is like his his stuff wasn't predicated on, on throwing fast. Not many, not too many guys were back then. But especially with the knuckleball, I mean, that could put some stress on your elbow. But the fact that he wasn't throwing that hard, I think, added to the longevity of his career. Especially if that was your primary pitch. Oh, nuts! I wish I could have seen him in person, man. He was a wizard. I've met him in person. Have you? Have I not, have I not told the story? I've about never heard the story. Where, uh, when I was interning with the Gwinnett Braves. Like, Nuxie was always, like, around that stadium. Like, the one of the bars there is named after him. Oh, cool. There's, like, a disgusting-looking... Like, was it Nux Fucks or something? Oh, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Good you God, get your hamburgers man. and dildos and no, whatever else you need. <laughs> there, there was, like, a, a sandwich called the Nuxie. It was, like, a burger with, like... Just like an ice cream scoop of like coleslaw on top of it. it Jesus, <laughs> that sounds disgusting. <laughs> if I were him, I would consult it on that burger a little bit. But uh, me and the guy I worked with, Brantley, we two both know. Yeah. Uh, we were having a debate on proper pitching form and whether or not you should step straight back, which I said. All right. And then Brantley said you should step off to the side. And we were going back and forth. I was pretty adamant that I was right, because if you're stepping straight back, you're keeping your body in a tunnel. You're not getting outside like Brantley wanted to do. And then we see the Hall of Fame pitcher walking on the concourse. I mean, like, there's no one else there. It's just me and Brantley and Phil Necro. And uh, we ask him. (laughs) Yes. What did he say? (laughs) He was so nice about it. I was like, I I don't know if I called him Phil or... Mr. Necro? I I, I don't think I would call him Mr. Necro. Yeah. Hey, Bo. Probably Phil, Phil <laughs> or Nux. Bo, something like that. Uh, just asked him. I was like, hey, we're having a little pitching debate here. Like, what, what would you Do say? Do you know anything about this? You yeah. really need someone to settle this debate. And he, he agreed with me for, yeah. the, for the same reasons. Keep everything lined straight up. Yep. I was like, all right, thanks, Bo. And then we moved on. Sure. All right. So I'm so glad you brought up the Gwinnett Braves. I was really hoping for a chance to uh, work in this little rabbit hole that I went down. Nice. Really a stretch. That's really the only connection to sports here. Um, but I, I researched a little bit about Button Gwinnett. You know oh, about yeah. him? Yeah. His name is Button, first of all. Right. But I, I didn't know Gwinnett County. About this guy. Gwinnett, Gwinnett County, County is named after right? him. Yeah. And um, then he was he in so a shootout rundown. or a duel or something? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. Sorry, 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 sorry. Yeah. You guys must have paid attention during uh, Georgia history. My dad right? just told me about it one time when we were driving through <laughs> Gwinnett County. He's like, you know, I was called that damn Gwinnett oh, yeah. County, and I was like, why? He's like, oh, button Gwinnett, son of a bitch, it's in a damn duel. He got into blah, a blah, duel, blah. right? So he was a yeah. British born. And then I, I tuned him out the rest of the time. So I'm interested yeah. to hear the rest. He of was a, a representative for Georgia to the Continental Congress, which is before, you know the Constitution or anything, signed the Declaration of Independence. So we're talking like 1950s? 1950s, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he was a classmate of Ivan Allen Jr. Um, <laughs> so he was elected provisional president of Georgia, 1777, and Gwinnett County named after him, right? And then, yeah, he was, him and his, his uh, I don't know, co-worker, buddy, I, forget, I didn't research this guy, but this dude 
um, unnamed, they, this unnamed his guy brother. that killed him. They they tried to invade East Florida together, and, they, and it failed. And they both blamed each other. Invade <laughs> East Florida, like yeah, with an to army. Get some more land, like I don't know, with some people. I don't know. Jesus land. God, yeah. gotta work for that land. So. Of all places, East Florida. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Didn't know what a dumpster fire it was yeah. down there. <laughs> So, so him and his bro. That's tried. all I really know about this story is that they they challenge each other to a duel because they got pissed off after the East Florida debacle. <laughs> yeah, son of a bitch. And, yeah. Wait, so that's how he died? And Gwinnett got shot and later died. Like, wow. yeah, that's intense. Wound. I, yeah, I, I think I only know about him from when the Gwinnett Braves were doing their rename, and the Gwinnett Buttons was one of the like finalists. Ah. Which yeah, is a terrible sounds, name for a baseball team. Horrible name. What do they wind up being? The, the strippers? Stripers. stripers. Yeah, Such a stupid name. They, they really should have gone with the, the Gwinnett Waffle Batters. That would have been great. Yeah. Waffle House was incorporated in Gwinnett County. Yeah. That would have, they didn't listen to me and John Rice. Real missed opportunity. Yep. What are you going to do? No. Just damn marketing people think they know everything. Yeah. Can right. I throw in one quick thing uh, about baseball before we move on to football? Yes. Um... The Houston Astros, I believe, are also incorporated in 65. You know what their name was before the Astros? Bullets, right? No, the, even, uh, hold even on, better. Let, let me think. Uh, it's like, it's like uh, it's something really stupid. It was like the, bear, like the, I don't know. I have the no Houston idea. Colt 45. Colt 45s. Uh, I knew that's something to do with a gun. Great. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Very Texas. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, wait. Okay, I do have one more thing about baseball. The 66 season. I was trying to think, okay, is there anything noteworthy about the season besides it being the first? This pitcher, Tony Cloninger, uh, for the Braves, hit two grand slams in one game and had nine RBIs. Pitcher. Jesus, God. Yeah. And That's now cool. we're not going to get the opportunity for that to ever happen because right. if baseball ever comes back, we're getting the, the uh Is it the universal the DH, DH is going to happen? Yeah. Like, will that be forever? It would be for this year and next year, which means it's not coming back. Is that like a trial period or something? Yeah, but I, I feel like once once they go with it, how can you go back? back? Right. And it, honestly, it wouldn't be bad for the Braves. You just now we don't have this little Johan Camargo, Austin Riley. Debate. Right. We can have a DH. One of them can be the DH. Freddie. Can or, excuse me, Austin Riley will be the DH. Yeah, sure. Most of the times, Camargo's a better defender. Yeah. Whatever. If if baseball. If baseball, but that will never happen. Just talk, just even talking about what that are we got doing me. Talk about modern. It got yeah, me. Yeah, it got me excited for a second. With the buttons. <laughs> yeah. I'll learn more about this goddamn East Florida crusade. <laughs> yeah, I am intrigued at that. Yeah, it was. Uh, where did I even find uh, that? That sounds shit. like just like they got drunk, got some friends together. We're like, let's go invade East Florida. Yeah, yeah they're like they're like, fucking weak down there. We're gonna go get their <laughs> land. We're gonna go take they it. Fist pound each other. Yeah, it's like, classic Brits. Let's do it, Bo. Yeah. Let's get after it, Bo. Um, Make sure you bring the ale. Yeah, that was. I found that on New Georgia Encyclopedia, which is a great site for Georgia history. Just a shout out to there. New Georgia Encyclopedia. Yeah, that's right. Maybe they'd be a sponsor. <laughs> we'll tag. I'll tag them in the post. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> They're probably like a just waiting on donations, like PBS. Right. Or like. Hi, Bo. You want to sponsor a podcast? <laughs> no, we need all the freaking money we can get. You sponsor us. You sponsor us, man. The, wait, what's it called? The Georgia... New Georgia Encyclopedia. The New Georgia, New Georgia Encyclopedia, Encyclopedia. Sponsored by... Brought to you by Atlanta's own and Atlanta's... Ooh. Who sponsors who? Yeah, who sponsors who? Do we sponsor them and they sponsor we're, us? We both pay each other. No, now we're sponsoring them. <laughs> okay. So they don't sponsor us, though? No. Well, that's not beneficial to us. Well, yeah, it gets our name out there. Oh, I guess. Uh, at their... Okay. Fair enough. Sponsorship okay. goes both ways, Bo. Got it, Bo. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's move on to these let's silly Falcons. Let's move on to these Falcons, and all right. Uh, I'm talking about sponsorship opportunities that will never happen. <laughs> okay, if we're it's moving on. Hypothetical. Well, sure. Let's move on to the Falcons. I, I will apologize if I mix up the Falcons and the Hawks team names. Well, see, I've done that before. The Hawks, they play basketball. That's right. The Falcons, right. they play football. football. I, think that's, I think that's right. I'm aware, but they're both birds. It you know, sometimes they get confused. Anyway. Don't species uh, profile, okay? Yeah. I asked pieces bro violent. There's no thrasher uh, series. Or yeah. Cancel me isn't. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Hashtag Jeff is canceled. Cancel Wardo. <laughs> Cancel Wardo. <laughs> uh, all right. So I don't have as much information on the Cancel. Falcons. Um, uh, let's see. Now that the stadium is built, let's just start 66, right? Um, the AFL and the NFL both vied for uh, rights for the new stadium. And uh, the NFL commissioner, Pete Rozelle, um, came down to Atlanta, met with Mayor Allen Jr. 
and Rankin Smith, who was the first owner of the Falcons, I'm sure you guys know that. No. They all met together and sealed the deal uh, for you know, the NFL, right? Because they were choosing between the AFL and the NFL. Right? That's correct. And, right. Right. Two leagues back then. Um, when was the, the merger? It's either like, the thing about it, there's 54 Super Bowls. I don't know, yeah, 70, 60, yeah, something like that. Yeah. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> so they got in the NFL just right around time. that time. Yeah, something yeah, about that. Yeah. Okay. Or were there Super Bowls before the merger? I don't know. Yeah, probably right around when Lester Maddox was governor of Georgia. I'm going to say that's when the so merger was. 50 Super Bowls. Oh, let's not yeah. mark our history by that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah facts are facts. Um, the name the Falcons. Do you ever uh, think about where that came from? You know the story or anything? I do not. Okay, so. There was a contest as, you know, damn it, Gwinnett waffle yeah, batters would have been good. The, 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 exactly. Okay. Was there a duel to decide who would, what the, <laughs> what the name would be and in, in honor of the failed East Florida yeah, Somehow East Florida was involved. <laughs> what does East Florida even mean? Like, Jacksonville? I love that term, East Florida. I just never heard anyone talk about that. Right, right. East so Florida. Many uh, con- uh, people... I don't know what you call it. <laughs> contestants in the contest. Many contestants, people. I guess. Yeah. Many people put in the name Falcons. Okay. And what was the significance the award, well, I'm sure they got inspiration from all the Falcons that, you know, cruise around these actually, Georgia actually, skies. I actually know the answer to that because uh, Falcons are brave and heroic, and when they latch onto their prey, yeah. they don't drop it. Dude, you know. You, so like, you, you so, do know. So, oh, yeah. um, so this is a bad name for this right, franchise. So this, this lady, it's a really bad name for this franchise, considering we it? drop our prey all the fucking time. Well, maybe... Uh, maybe we should be renamed. Optimistic name. The Falcons need to be renamed. Maybe that will help them. This lady, Julia Elliott, was the one that came up with that, um, that explanation. So she won. They chose her because of her explanation over everybody else. Um, I have a quote from her, I believe. Um, maybe I don't. Adam, I think you got it. Oh, no, here it is. Yeah, the falcon <laughs> is proud and dignified with great courage and fight. It never drops its prey. It's deadly and has a great sporting tradition. Yeah. That's a great idea. Mm-hmm. Poorly executed <laughs> over the 50-plus years we've had this franchise. Right. With the not drop prey, I just think of all the open field missed tackles oh. I've seen over my life. Especially in the Dan Quinn era, which is ironic considering his defensive prowess, supposedly. Indeed, Graham. No. Indeed. I got to do some sad sack fans. We are. Well, we don't. We have one championship in fifty years. I know. Well, I guess two if you count MLS. It's not warranted or anything. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, uh, listeners that are also as frustrated with Atlanta sports. No. Yeah. It's even more frustrating not having not it. having it because especially because you got because now all we have is our history to sit back on and right history's shit for the most part <laughs> yeah. yeah speaking of shit uh, <laughs> the first season the Falcons were were a team it was rough it was rough yeah so they were an expansion team so the draft went like this was kind of confusing but they had the first and last pick in each of the first five rounds and then rounds six through Snake twenty draft. yeah the six through twenty Atlanta picked first in those rounds. Jesus, and we still suck. And they still suck. Unbelievable. Yeah. Um, and then no, and then they got I don't know if this is right forty-two more players from each of the fourteen NFL teams in the expansion, expansion draft, draft that was draft. held three yeah. months later. Okay. Good God, that checks out. Yeah. Um, but it's it's all like dump. Yeah, players. I mean, you think about like when the Diamondbacks and Tampa Bay Double Rays were established, right? They got a lot of castoffs. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. What else guys are you gonna do? I mean, Wade Boggs at the end of his years. career, you know. Guys they like did that. get this Wade guy. Wade Boggs was a. Uh, he's a Delray. He's Dev Delray. I know he's a Delray. Uh, yeah. Oh, I'm, I'm putting them together. It's just like you're getting a bunch of either older players. Fred McGriff. Crime Dog. Yeah, he was there. What, what was the old guy? Uh, the picture that the movie was about, the Disney movie. Oh, the rookie. Uh, Jim Morris. Jim Morris. Yeah, he was there. Um, I had a question for you, Jeff. It'll come to me later. Right. Go ahead. Okay. I have a question for Graham. All right. Do you know who the Falcons' first selection was? No. They had the first pick of that draft. Mm-hmm. First ever Falcon. Tommy Novus. All-time great Falcon. Yeah. yeah. So they that did. was a good pick. I was going to assume you guys knew it, uh, who he was. Great, yeah. They started uh, linebacker. Yeah. No. From Texas. And the Ring of Honor. Rookie of the Year. He, he's Made in the, the Ra- Pro Bowl first year. He's in the Raptors down at the Yeah, the, the, the Ring of Honor. Sick. Side note, it's kind of exciting that 
the New Orleans Mercedes-Benz Stadium is getting renamed. Yeah, now we're the only Mercedes-Benz. I'm so good with that. That feels okay. a little better. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm happy about that. Yeah. It's a much better stadium yeah. than that dump down there. <laughs> yes. So you know about Tommy Nobis. That's good. Um, let's see. What else do I have here? Yeah, they lost the first nine regular season games. True. To the Atlanta. first win was, as I'm sure you know, I don't. Okay, the New York Giants. Oh, beat the Giants. Yeah, I imagine being the Giants and just—I don't know. Somebody's got to. So they went to one and nine with that win. Giants must have. Giants must have sucked that year. Their overall record. Their first home. We said they lost their first nine. Yeah. I don't know how many games they played back then. I don't think they played sixteen games like they do now. I think it's fourteen. Oh yeah, fourteen. So they lost in the first three seasons. They lost at least eleven games. That fact. Oof. Um, the first home victory came on December 11th, so that was the first year. They won 16-10 to 10, um, against the St. Louis Cardinals in front of 57,000. Wow. Impressive. Playing a baseball team. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's the only way they can win. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. And now the Falcons shared Fulton County with the Braves. Right. Right. That's correct. It was just called Atlanta, Atlanta Stadium. Fulton, Fulton County Stadium. Yeah. yeah. It was just called Atlanta Stadium. Oh, it was Atlanta Stadium. Yeah. I changed to Fulton County. Yeah. Right. I found this thing on Falcoholic. Uh, yeah, great, website, great right? site. Yeah. Um, about their the first year's training camp. Found this to be pretty funny. Up in Black Mountain, North Carolina. Oh, my, man, that's a long way away. Yeah. What Atlanta. you know about Black Mountain? <laughs> I'm just saying it's in North Carolina. It's at okay. least four or five hours. Sure. Maybe three. Right. So it, it sounded like it was pretty pretty crappy. Right. Hot in the summer. The field wasn't even mowed properly. Um, the players threatened to go on strike if the food wasn't improved. Jesus. So bad. Lots of mosquitoes, you know. And then also, a little booze involved. Mm. Oh, they did booze. Funny story. Well, yeah, they're, you know, they're uh, trying to make the best of their situation, I guess. Uh, running back Alex Hawkins. Huh. How about that name? Oh, no. Falcons, Hawks. Okay. Running back Alex Hawkins was found drunk on the back of a watermelon truck at 5 a.m. by his head coach. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds yeah. like a good time. Oh, no, for real. Really back of kicking off the truck. franchise properly. Yep. Yeah. Oh, that was before the first season. <laughs> yeah, that's fantastic. Yeah. So, I have a question for you in all your research. Okay. Did you discover any sort of odd shit about the establishment of the Falcons or Braves that would make them cursed a la you know we we know about the red sox curse curse of the bambino uh we know about the goat curse chicago that was broken both those curses were broken and not to say the falcons and the well the falcons are cursed sure the braves at least have one world series was there anything that would that would say okay we can at least have some tangibility to the reason why we like to choke Harder than just, any other city just trying to get some and for professional night, sports. Yeah. But I, is there anything that we can put that on? Or is it just we are fucking cursed? I think it's a no-brainer, Graham. It's Dan Button Gwinnett. It is East Florida. Crusade. <laughs> Crusade. All right, we're gonna that's the reason. All right, you heard it here first. If there's ever was a reason for us to suck or to choke or anything, it's because of the goddamn failed East Florida Crusade. It set the precedent for failure in Atlanta. I mean that's why the Marlins have won multiple World Series. Because right. they fought off they fought off in goddamn East Florida. <laughs> and then they get World Series and we get one. Shit. They got two. We have one. And yet would you think anyone would say that the Florida Marlins are a better franchise or Florida slash Miami Marlins are a better franchise than the Braves? No, because we're the longest continually continually operating. Put it on the franchise. right field wall. <laughs> right. <laughs> but I'm just saying, you would never expect that. And yet they have more World Series than us. And at the end of the day, that's all that counts. And that sucks because that organization sucks. It's a bad franchise. Oh, Why man. do they have more World Series than we do? To answer your question, though, Graham, I didn't find anything like that. Yeah. But you know what? It's probably one of those things that just didn't get recorded or is not right. easily available Someone online. struck it from the record books. something. I mean, the 60s. You know, it could have been a, some shady shit going down that just wasn't passed along, and we'll, maybe we'll never know. The world may never know. But might die with history, Grant. You know? yeah. Wow. But I think you're onto something. There probably was an event. It's got to be a curse. I like the Button Gwinnett curse, the East Florida, failed East that's Florida crusade. Maybe that's it. <laughs> that's, that's my fact of the podcast. That's Thank probably you, what Dan. For that that's probably us. what Dan yeah. Quinn was thinking about after he lost the Super Bowl. He's like, "Goddamn, Button Gwinnett." If he had just won that crusade. Then we would have won the fucking Super Bowl. Yeah. <laughs> Adam, how much happier would you be right now if we had won the Super Bowl? 
probably about the same. I would think I'd be a lot happier. I'm I think pretty, I, I'm pretty even keel. For that, the most that's part. fair. I think I'd be like I would not view life uh, as as uh, with as much negativity as I do. I, I hate think. to say this for a. Uh, you know, a guy who co-hosts an Atlanta sports podcast, but I feel like you glorify championships a little bit. I think so. <laughs> it's because I don't really have a lot of experience with it. I just okay. don't know, like, I mean, like, as a Carolina basketball fan, I've experienced it, and I love that. But I definitely love the Falcons and the Braves and the Hawks more than Carolina basketball at this point in my life. So it's like, I don't remember the 95 World Series that much. And I just think, maybe it really isn't all that's cracked up to be, but I just, I think about how sweet that would be to have one of my teams I spent tons of money on going to games merchandise and just emotional investment hundreds of thousands of hours probably at this point I just I just, I just want it so bad for, for, for myself for you for anyone who's a, a fan of Atlanta sports I know United has won which is great <laughs> I just don't <laughs> care that much about soccer and that's selfish of me I'm happy that Arthur Blank has done what he's done with Atlanta United but I just if one of those three teams could just win another championship I think I'd be I think I'd be happier, but that also says a lot about me that maybe I'm a, just a that's ridiculous that I'm I'm staking happiness on a fucking sporting team. Well, no, I'm not staking all of it. I'm just saying I think I'd be a little happier because I love it so much. Walk a little bit taller. Yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd be able to hold my head up. I wouldn't slouch as much in the morning when I got up. <laughs> you, you, you put that bumper sticker on your car. I have the '95 World Series bumper sticker okay, on my and car. And then you could put a 2021 on. Right, that would be great. Even if the Braves, if the baseball happens and the Braves win a 50 game season, I'll be like, fine. That would be so we true, fucking Atlanta, win. though, because like for me, the piece of winning a championship I want is going out to bars and watching these games yeah. and being around other fans. Right, and just like so, high five and so going we nuts. would win in like the year where you have to like, we, watch right inside. You by know, yourself. you know who the last, yeah. you know, who the last baseball team to win a shortened season World Series was, or shortened season, yeah, in a shortened season, the last team to win a World Series. Toronto Blue Jays. The Atlanta Braves, 95. Oh, the 95 season. season was a little short. It was still like 130 games or something uh, like that. But it's because of the strike. That bodes well. From 94. So maybe I like that. history could repeat itself. You never know. I like that stat, Graham. Right. Positivity. Right. And I'm not... Wow. And it's not to say I'm like some, like, you know, just absolute morose motherfucker. No. But it's just... I just... I love sports so much I just want to see my teams win. And everybody who's a fan, it's not unique. But I just think... I do put... I think you're right. I do glorify a little too much. I mean, I had a major breakthrough here today. This is good. That's what we're here for. Yeah. Very good. Well, thanks, Jeff, for joining us yeah, and like, was, giving us some fun facts to yeah, talk about. It was fantastic. Graham and I have been in a bit of a rut ourselves. Yeah, especially creatively when it comes to the show. So Thanks for having me, guys. Yeah. I mean, I mean you've taken more notes for this one episode than I have for... <laughs> Three years. The, yeah. Three and a half years, whatever it's yeah, been at this point. Yeah, so that, that, was, that was huge. Yeah. Sure. Happy to contribute and... Uh, Taking my, you guys took my podcast virginity, so Ooh. yeah, uh, it feels I, good. It I feels good it inside me. Do a little research. That's why my shirt's off. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's right. Once he started talking about high school teachers, I was like, oh yeah, fuck yeah, oh, baby. Oh come on. Now. <laughs> oh, <my God. laughs> There's lines, and Graham just crossed it. No, he's a high school teacher. You took your shirt off oh, after teacher. he said that. Yeah, it, high school teacher. You sick fuck. <laughs> <laughs> that was a great misinterpretation. <laughs> well. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Uh, we hope you are doing well out there. Um, we'll see you next time. Uh, until then, rise up, chop on, stay in brotherhood, unite and conquer, and remain true to Atlanta. Hospitominous hope. Hospitominous hope. <laughs>